do laundry, right? And then um, I needed something to wear, so I borrowed this. So what? You go around borrowing things without asking? And is that it? My All this time, baby. Right up under here. Right up under here. <laughs> Why, Gina? I'm your man. You didn't steal from me, baby. I would have given you anything, baby. I would have given you hips if I could have, Gina. <laughs> hey, oh, welcome back to Thank Fucking God. It's Friday. We're your hosts. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show that saw Martin Lawrence play nine different characters. Nine? Martin. Wow. Nine different characters. I'll go through them in a little bit. But yes, he played nine different people on the show. I knew of like three. Which ones? Shanene. Shanene is one. <laughs> and his mom. Yep, Mama Payne. And then somebody whose name I don't know. I don't know how to describe them either, but... Do you know what they did? Like a blue-collar type worker. I don't know. Was it the one where he played the white guy? No. Okay. Uh, we'll go through all of them later on. But yes, we're going to talk about Martin, another show based in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I have that in my notes, and next to it it says, Ugh, not again. Uh... It's a disproportionate number of our shows that are taking place in Detroit, and I think that we're kind of, or in Michigan at least, and I think we've exhausted most of them. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, at least the ones that I know. Well, there's only one that I know of that takes place in Seattle, and that's Frasier. Twilight. Which... Oh, Frasier, yes. <laughs> Twilight is not a 90s TV show. And it's not Seattle either. It's what, Forks? Yeah, Forks. Just watch the episode of Parks and Rec where Will Forte's oh, on, yeah, yeah. and he wants <laughs> Twilight to be put into the capsule and then gets Tom to start reading it. It's a great episode. Yeah, and he's doing it for his daughter who loves Twilight. Yeah. And that got me watching The Last Man on Earth again. Nice. I know The Last Man on Earth is canceled now, right? Is it? I, I think I, so. I, I wasn't sure if it was like going to continue on Hulu or something like that. but Oh, I don't, I don't think so. <clears throat> Either way, Will Forte is great. He's really funny. Yeah, I love him. So, Martin was a sitcom starring Martin Lawrence that aired on Fox for five seasons from August 1992 to May of 1997. And, like you said, it takes place in Detroit. <laughs> and Martin worked as a DJ on a local talk radio station called WZUP. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? When I saw that, I was like... There couldn't be a more 90s, like, call letters thing. I don't know. What are they called? The station identification? Station identification, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is before the Budweiser Frogs. And before the horror movie. What one is it that does was up? Oh, uh, I think it was Scary Movie was, like, making okay. fun of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never saw that because I don't like anything associated with any horror movies. I mean, scary movies, those scary movie, like that series is funny. So you've seen those? I've seen those because they're not scary movies. Okay. <laughs> they're just stupid. I just assumed that you need to know about the horror movies in order to get it. Well, a fun thing about me <laughs> is that I refuse to go see scary movies 
but I like to know what happens in them. So I always <laughs> read like the plot synopsis and description of what happens in them. Oh, so you know the ending of all of the horror movies? Yeah, I look up pretty much everything. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to know what happens. And then I go down a hole on Wikipedia or IMDb or somewhere. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, well, cool. That's knowledge I didn't need. And I can do nothing with. But then if someone asks me about that movie, I can bring it up. And they're like, oh, he's already seen it. We don't have to watch it. That's probably where I'm at. Oh, I'm like, yeah. You're oh, trying yeah. to like be deceptive. Yeah. Except that everyone knows I don't like scary movies. I'm a big yeah. baby. I mean, you don't even like Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. No. I didn't. Well, Goosebumps was fine. Uh, <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark? After rewatching an episode, it's uh, my fear was misplaced, and <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. WZUP. <laughs> later on, he also works for Public Access, Channel 51. And he has, like, his own show that's similar, right? Yeah, Word on the Street. Yeah. Because I think the station, like, gets sold or something like that during one, like, after the first season or second season. Um, I forget exactly what happens with all of it, but yeah, he he has this show that he's a DJ for, and then he gets to show on public access, word on the street, and uh, he stays in that position until the end of the show when okay. uh, he and Gina are going to move to L.A. Oh. Because then his show, I think, is going to be, like, nationally syndicated at that point. But like yeah. Delilah. <laughs> don't know what that is. What? I, I Delilah? Don't know what th- I, you don't know who Delilah is? I do not. She's like the adult contemporary call-in, I want to dedicate a song to this person show. It's all over the country. I don't know it. Wow. Other people listening know who Delilah is. I'm sure they do. I don't know the last <laughs> time I've listened to the radio. Radio. It's been going on for 20 years. I can't say that I know. (laughs) Okay. It's been more than 20 years. I think it's been 30 years. (laughs) Well, you know, when I first got a car, I listened to CDs, Mm. you know, and then aux cord and now Bluetooth. So, you know, (laughs) I don't have to listen to the radio. True. Well, anyway. (laughs) Martin. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second tangent in like two minutes. (laughs) Sounds right. Martin is clearly the the focus of the show based on the show's name. It's Martin. (laughs) Martin is generally portrayed as kind of like a selfish guy in the show, like throughout his antics and the stuff that he does. But then, you know, something will happen and he he shows that he cares and all that. All that. Uh, (laughs) Going through puberty still. His girlfriend and later on, you know, fiance, wife, all that stuff. Gina. He loves her very much so. That's a big theme of of the show is like he's madly in love with her, like puppy dog love and all that yeah. stuff. And he he does a lot of stuff uh, for her and with her. I mean, one of the catchphrases is like, damn, Gina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gina, she is his girlfriend and, like I said, later wife. She works for a PR firm doing public relations stuff. I was wondering what her job was. I couldn't tell. It looked like something in business. Yeah. Uh, at the end, part of the reason they're moving to L.A. and the finale of the show is because, like, the Detroit office of her firm is closing and she's going to be, like, heading up their L.A. firm and stuff like that. Sounds like a really big upgrade. Wow. <laughs> you know, she's going to move on. Uh, Gina's best friend is Pam. She's played by Tachina Arnold. 
Yeah. She and she she and Martin don't get along. <laughs> I gathered that much, yeah. Yeah. Um most of the time she's always looking for a man and struggling with that. She worked at uh the PR firm with Gina. She was Gina's assistant for a while. Usually just makes fun of Martin. A lot of times she'll make fun of him for being short. Things like that. <laughs> I didn't realize he was short. I guess, yeah. Hmm. At one point, she is also Tommy's girlfriend. Tommy, another one of the main characters. Played by Thomas Mickle Ford. I don't know how to pronounce that. Michael. Middle. Mickle? Michael. Oh, Michael. It's M-I-K-A-L. Michael. Okay, Michael. <laughs> he, unfortunately, passed away. Thomas Ford passed away in 2016. He was one of Martin Lawrence's best friends from before the show and, and on the show and all of that. He plays... One of Martin's friends. He's intelligent. He's usually like pretty well dressed. Um, he's a lot of times a voice of reason in the show. He tries to be a ladies' man, flirts a lot <laughs> with the ladies on there, and like I say, eventually he he's dating Pam. I think during the third season, maybe the fourth season as well. I forget. Isn't there something where they like don't know what his job is too? Yeah, it's. A point of thing in one of the episodes we watched. He, they're like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, you know what I do. Come on." It's uh, kind of like Barney on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he uh, he's the only male character on the show. Well, main male character on the show that went to college. Oh. And it is actually revealed, I guess, in one of the episodes. I don't remember it. I just saw this online that he is a counselor for the Boys and Girls Club. Don't know if that's real or not. So I know what you're talking about. I saw something that said you could infer that he does something like that. Okay. Just based on some like context clues during the series. Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't say that's what he does. I don't know. Just to make it a running <laughs> joke. I guess. Uh, and the last main character is Martin's other best friend, Cole. Cole Brown, played by Carl Anthony Payne. Cole's kind of an idiot. He, uh... <laughs> He is always wearing different hats. Um, I noticed he, he wore a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> he cleans jets at the airport for a living. Lived with his mother, I think, until like season four or five. I forget exactly <laughs> when. He he dated a security guard named Big Shirley, which I'm going to get into something with that later because... That it's, comes up. Yeah. But there's, there's some stuff with just like my dad. It, oh, okay. We'll get into that. It's funny. <laughs> to me anyways. To no one else, but to me. And then in the final season, he uh, ends up meeting a girl, Shanice, and moving in with her and dating her. And she's also pretty dumb, from what I remember. <laughs> Good pair. Yeah. But they love each other. Hooray. And I think at the end, they get engaged somewhere around then. I got confused because I saw that the actor's name is Carl Anthony Payne the second, And Martin's last name on the show is Payne. Yeah. And so I was like... Okay, is his last name also Payne? But it's not. <laughs> it's Cole Brown. Right. Because I was thinking, like, are they supposed to be brothers? Because in oh. the second episode we watch, he says, like, mom. And I was like, oh, is he addressing mom as in, like, their mom? Not just his mom. Oh. So I was a little bit confused <clears throat> on that until I went in and looked at some stuff on Wikipedia. Gotcha. Moving forward, the show is known for its supporting characters and recurring characters as well. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's a ton, but some notable ones were uh, Bra Man or Brother Man, the guy that lives uh, on the fifth floor. <laughs> he comes up in Suspicious Minds. He's the guy that's there at the end that borrowed the CD player. Okay. 
He literally, whenever Martin asks him what he's doing, he replies, nothing, just <laughs> chilling every single time. Talks pretty slow, uh, always comes in through the fire escape. Just kind of weird dude that lives in their building. <laughs> uh, there's Hustle Man, played by Tracy Morgan. And he will come up in the second episode we talk about. Yeah. This was his first time that he was on screen, TV or movie. That's crazy. Tracy Morgan. He seems so similar to basically any role that he does today. Yeah. I, like, 30 Rock's definitely, like, the pinnacle for him, right? Yeah. But I think he's so good in this show. He's so (laughs) great as Hustle Man. Just go through a couple more. Stan Winters, who's played by Garrett Morris. He uh, works at... The radio station, he's the owner, founder of WZUP. And Garrett Morse is one of the original members of SNL. Oh, yeah. interesting. He is pretty pretty cheap and untrustworthy as a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple recurring characters. Like The show has so many different people. Uh, David Allen Greer plays Reverend Leon Lonnie Love. There uh, are the characters that Martin Lawrence plays. Like I said, there's nine of them. We've got... Shanene Jenkins, who is an exaggerated stereotype of a ghetto girl. Uh, you've got Mama Payne, his mother. You got Ole Otis, who is a pot-bellied old man who's a security guard. That might be who I was thinking of. Okay. I'm not uh, positive. There's Jerome, who is a flashy but faded Detroit pimp. There is Roscoe, who is a child. It's when he plays a kid. And I th- I'm pretty sure he wears like a, like a propeller beanie. Oh, man. <laughs> and he just has a smart mouth and is Gina's archenemy. Does he still have a mustache while he's playing him? Oh, God, I'd have to, I haven't seen it in a while. I have to look. <laughs> so that's Roscoe. There's Dragonfly Jones, who is a martial arts expert, who is beaten up pretty much every time he is on there. There's Bob, who works at the accounting firm with Gina. Marketing he, firm. Yeah. PR firm, marketing firm, whatever they do. (laughs) Um, He is described on Wikipedia as a stereotypical surfer dude come redneck. I have a hard time picturing this, but I also have a hard time picturing Martin Lawrence playing a white guy because I'm just picturing white chicks. Yeah. That movie. He wore makeup, a prosthetic nose, as well as a lawn blonde mullet wig. Oh, geez. Do you want to see a picture of it? Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't really look that white. (laughs) <laughs> eh, well, you know. But that is a blonde wig. That's the hat he wears as Roscoe the Kid. It's not a propeller. Oh, okay. Can you tell if he has a mustache? Doesn't look, Does not look like he has a mustache. Okay. Because <laughs> I noticed when he was playing... I watched a different episode. I think I watched the pilot episode just for a little bit more context. And when he was playing his mom, his own mom, yeah. he had a mustache. Oh, okay. It must <laughs> depend on the episodes. Two more. <laughs> Elroy Preston, who is the fictional godfather of black surf music and is also now completely forgotten and washed up and works as an auto mechanic. Uh, He randomly breaks into song while performing his duties. And finally, King Beef, who is Cole's favorite 1970s black exploitation movie actor. And it's just Martin Lawrence in a huge bodysuit. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) So many people. That is a lot of characters for one person to play. I know. It's like a, it's like a clumps movie. <laughs> so those are all the characters that we've got on here. There's, like I said, there's so many other random characters. Charlie Murphy plays a character who's one of like a, an audience member in uh, Word on the Street. 
I forget who plays the guy that... Oh, Tommy Davidson plays Varnell Hill, who is uh, another talk show host who's more successful than Martin, and Martin kind of considers him an enemy. Uh, who is the person you wanted to see? Jonathan Grease. Okay. So he plays Sean, who is like the engineer at the radio station. And yeah, I was a little bit bummed that he wasn't in either of the episodes that we watched because he plays Brutes on The Pretender, which was one of my absolute favorite shows growing up. I may have written fan fiction for The Pretender. Oh, man. (laughs) I got to find that. You still have it? I do. Oh, I'm going to find that. I'm going to tweet the whole thing out. Oh, geez. (laughs) Can't wait for that. Um, My favorite secondary character, I think, was always Shanene because she was just so over the top. I think Shanene is the one that most people, even tangentially, remember. Like, I don't really remember Martin that much. I remember watching it, and I remember liking it, but I don't remember a lot of the specifics at all. But I do remember Shanene being there. Yeah. But Big Shirley, so I know, I don't remember, I remember watching the show when it was in syndication, but I know that like I had seen it when it was originally because my dad watched it. Uh-huh. Um, but there was like this woman who worked at the place that he worked at, uh, it's like ITW or something, I forget what it was before he and my mom just started working by themselves. And this receptionist was this large black woman and her name was Shirley mm-hmm. and we didn't know like that that wasn't Big Shirley because like I just remember hearing Big Shirley and stuff yeah. and so then we always would joke that my dad was having an affair with Big Shirley or like <laughs> any time he would like go there and talk about someone like oh was Big Shirley there because <laughs> she loved my dad yeah she loved him she would always comment on his suits and like his hats and all the stuff that he had and like every time we go in she's always commenting on how nice he looked and all that stuff I mean your dad loves hats he does and he likes to look good he's got great taste in clothing <laughs> Um, so we always be like, oh, it's Big Shirley. To this day, like, we do, we'll still do, like, oh, Big Shirley going to be there? Nice. And, like, just little stuff like that. And I forgot that this is what it was from until I was watching him. Like, Big Shirley. That's oh, right. Really? Yeah. So Big Shirley's got a place in my heart. Nice. Want to get in the episodes? Yeah. So we watched two episodes. The first one is Suspicious Minds from season two. And the other one is Mother of the Bride from season three. So to start things off with Suspicious Minds, which aired on January 16th, 1994, Drew, you're going to do a one minute synopsis. A one minute synopsis. Do you have a timer? I do. Are you going to hold it up so I can see it? Um, No, you don't get to see it. I don't get to see it? No. Why? (laughs) Can you give me a 10 seconds left count? I'll give you a signal when you have 10 seconds left. Okay, that's fair. I'll just go like (laughs) this. I don't think I'll even need a minute. Okay. And are you ready? Yeah. Okay, go. All right, so Martin and Gina have Tommy, Cole, and Pam over for dinner. They finish dinner. uh, Everyone's about to leave, and then Martin starts talking about his $400 new CD player. Ridiculous. That's the most 90s thing. Doesn't even matter. The next day, Martin is going to go listen to it, or he's looking to buy CDs from CD of the Month Club or something. Finds out it's stolen. Goes into work. Stan takes Martin's wallet that he leaves there because Martin's an idiot. Stan's a thief. Uh, Martin takes all his friends out to the bar to learn more about them because he doesn't know who they are and who stole it. And he determines they're all guilty. So he invites them all over dressed in black 
the scene with the dog is amazing. And I'm going to talk more about that in a moment, whether this minute is there or done. <laughs> he basically accosts them with a stuffed dog. As it turns out, none of them stole it. It was Bra Man who borrowed it. And he left a note under the bathroom sink, which Martin should have seen because Bruh Man used all the toilet paper, so he figured he'd look under there for more toilet paper. <laughs> At the end, Stan is buying drinks with Martin's ding, money. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I forgot it. to give you the, the test. Doesn't matter. I knocked it out. That was the end. Stan's buying drinks with Martin's money. Exactly one minute. <laughs> I forgot to give you the 10 second signal, but yeah, good job. I actually thought you were going to finish with like time to spare. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> The episode is the one I remember most from my time watching Martin as a child, and it's all because of the dog scene. Yeah, the dog scene is very funny. It is one of the funniest things. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that none of the other actors knew what Martin was going to do at that point. Like, I thought they thought he was just going to, like, carry the dog around or something. Yeah. But he's got this stuffed, was it, like, a Rottweiler? Rottweiler. He's got this stuffed Rottweiler. And it has teeth. Yeah. (laughs) And he's, like, petting it as he's talking to them. He invites them over all, tells them to all wear black. Because he's trying to set up, like, some reservoir dogs or some shit. I don't even know. He needed to, like, set the mood or something like that? He's trying to be, like, Nino Brown. He's got this dog, and then all of a sudden he gets it. And he picks it up and just rolls it across the table. Like, wah, 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 and he pulls up. He down, back, back, back. Sit, dog, sit. <laughs> and he says, yeah, he says sit. He puts its butt on the ground. And when he drops it later, he's like, lay down. <laughs> he yeah. just lets it down. Come on now. Don't you all speak at once. Tommy is dying yeah. during this. Like, he can't hold it together. Yeah, he, like, turns away from Martin, but he kind of turns toward the camera a little bit more. Yeah, he is <laughs> clearly busting up laughing, and, like, I don't know how they couldn't. It's so funny. And when Brahman comes in, and Martin, like, yells, he starts barking like he's the dog again, and he yells, <laughs> sit down, back, no. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Let's start with the most 90s thing. Okay. What did you have? My most 90s thing was the CD of the Month Club. I put just the $400 CD player. Yeah. Because, like, it's a disc man. <laughs> it is a disc man, yeah. And it probably doesn't have anti-skip technology. Right. Oh, okay. Mark, what are his features? Oh, what are his features? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked, okay? And I don't want you to ever forget it. One of the most important features are... That none of your broke asses can afford it. (laughs) Martin, I know you're not going to be rude enough to tell us how much that thing costs, are you? All right, Gina, fine. You only got to be the good Samaritan. Fine. Hey, let's reverse it. Let's switch it. Let's change subjects. Me, 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 me. Okay, I got good news. (laughs) I got a commission at work today for $300. Really? Oh, that's me, me. But the fact that it's $400, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember CD players costing that much. My dad had one that was pretty old. I mean, it was probably from that same time period. Yeah. And you couldn't carry it. Like, 
It had you, to lay it, flat, right? You had to lay it flat. We had it like sitting on the dashboard of our motorhome. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. You couldn't touch it. Otherwise it would like skip. And anytime we like hit a bump while driving, it would skip. Okay. The most ridiculous thing in the episode that no longer fits for today. I put the CD of the Month Club for that one. Oh, okay. Um, because we have streaming services, yo. You don't need a CD <laughs> of the Month Club. I bet there's got to be places that's still like, here's your CD. <laughs> uh, and they're failing. <laughs> so my most ridiculous thing is that instead of his Discman being stolen, it would have been like his iPhone. And he would have just used Find My iPhone. Yeah. The thing that I thought would be different would, again, it wouldn't be a CD player. I was like, it'd be like an Alexa system or whatever oh. that, or it'd be like Bluetooth speakers or from Martin. Martin needed to be flashy and like a CD player was flashy then. So he would have like a VR system or like headset like that probably. Oh, just like something completely different, but also expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And a hundred percent Martin would have like a camera system in his house at this point. Oh Yeah. I mean, I have a Nest camera right behind you. I did not know that. <laughs> it's not on. Okay. He would definitely have, like, that ring service, like, yeah. for his front door. And <laughs> he would have, like, cameras in his house watching, like, nanny cams. Yep. That makes complete sense for him. Yeah. Yep. I've got five scenes that I'm going to give to you for the funniest scene. It doesn't matter because the dog one is the funniest <laughs> scene. But here are the other ones. Let's give you these other four for second place. Okay. Because the dog scene, it's not even a competition. <laughs> uh, one, when Stan was talking about how you can't trust your friends because he had a best friend and all this stuff, and then he slept with his best friend's wife. <laughs> that story was funny to me. Uh, two, when Martin has Pam out at the bar and they start realizing they have things that they yeah. like in common, <laughs> and then they have to like go back to fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Like, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, during the CB of the Month Club, when he's talking about getting Ike Turner's greatest hits, <laughs> it's got a good beat, and just they just kept going on Ike Turner rips. Yeah. And number four, when Martin is out with Cole, and Cole, he has him about his dreams, his hopes and dreams, and Cole's dream is to be the dude who stocks the airport vending machines instead of cleaning planes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, those are all good scenes. I wrote down kind of like what I thought one of the funnier lines was. What was that? And it was when Martin said to Gina, I'd give you anything. If I could give you hips, I would. Yeah, that's a recurring one, too, <laughs> is the, the Gina's hips. Like, he always talks about her hips. Yeah? Yeah. Like they're too narrow and... Yeah, pretty much. She doesn't have a, like a big butt or something? Pretty much. Got it. Yeah, so that's a recurring <laughs> joke in there. Yeah, I just thought it was a random thing, not knowing that. Yeah. That's it that I got for this one. The dog scene is the greatest thing in Martin for me. It is one of my favorite things I've ever watched in any show. Yeah, I don't remember this episode. I don't know if I had ever seen it before. Yeah, it, it's a great episode. I think it shows all the characters and kind of who they are. Like Cole's an idiot. Tommy, we don't know anything about his job. Pam and Martin hate each other. He loves Gina. <laughs> Uh, and Martin's a crazy person. That's pretty much it. And the side characters are kind of on the side. You know, Stan has his little moment. Broad man is there. But it's mostly about the main characters and their relationships. Yeah, it was a good one to watch <clears throat> first because he does, like, interview them. Yeah. So you kind of do get a sense of how they interact, especially interact with him. Yeah. I know I talked about side characters earlier, but I saved one for right now. Okay. Because this is my favorite, favorite side <laughs> character. 
And it's not even a psycher. It's just like a guy. He's in there at once, maybe twice. Oh. <laughs> it's the So Almondy guy. And I don't know if you remember this at all. I don't. I'm going to ask you to come over here for one second. Okay. Now, you know you heard me, Almond. I don't even know why you tripping. That's your little Almond itself. You said Almond. Look at you. I'm going to start calling you Almond George. Shoot, let me tell you something. I wrote a song about you. I'm going to break it down for you. First of all, my name ain't no damn almond. <laughs> okay, all right? All right? Now take your tall, fake RuPaul-looking ass. No, you know what? Never mind. Ne ne never mind. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Gone then, but I like them tough. Use a small piece of leather, but you're so well put together. Call me almond. You so almondy. I'm gonna call you Almond Joy. <laughs> uh, so he was obviously a gay character. Yeah, but I just you can tell through that whole thing that Martin is trying to like hold his shit together. Like yeah. he's about to start laughing. And Who played him? I I don't even know. Uh, Bentley Kyle Evans. Oh, he looked familiar, but I don't know that name. He was on the Jamie Foxx show. Family Time. He is a co-screenwriter of the film A Thin Line Between Love and Hate with Martin Lawrence. <laughs> no idea. So, I don't know. I just remember all the, the Almond Brown guy. I just remember him. Yeah. So, <laughs> he was great. I, that's my favorite, like, just random character on this show. Nice. So, Katie is going to talk about our second episode here, which was Mother of the Bride... Yes, and it aired on March 23rd, 1995. Okay. I'm going to give her one minute now. Yeah, and you seemed like maybe you had already written out everything you were going to say. I do not. Ooh, can't <laughs> I, wait for this. I have some, like, notes about what happened in the episode, but I don't know how long this is going to take me to say. And I didn't write down any of my notes for this one because I figured Katie's okay. got it. <laughs> so tell me when you're ready. And I'll give you, uh, I'm going to put my hand up when you have 20 seconds left. Okay. All right. Ready. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Martin and Gina are trying to plan their wedding and they're looking through Mac. They're looking through wedding magazines and Gina's freaking out about her really long list of things to do. And Martin isn't pulling his own weight. And he says that planning a wedding is like planning a party just without the forties. <laughs> And Pam suggests that Gina call her mom to help with the wedding planning. And while they're doing that, Tommy and Cole say they can't believe that they're making the decisions about how much of Martin's money to spend. And so Martin goes back to his place and wants to know what they've decided and try to contribute his own stuff. And crap. Uh, they both hire wedding planners, and Martin's wedding planner is Hustleman, who's played by Tracy Morgan, and he comes in with a grocery cart, and instead of red roses, there's plastic flowers, and there's a porn video, and the food is gross, and I think at the end of it, they say that they're just going to get married. <laughs> I covered most of it. Yeah. I mean, actually... I've covered half of it. <laughs> Would you like to just 
summarize the other half? Basically, the other half is that the wedding planners are comparing their own stuff because we have the mom's wedding planner and then Martin's wedding planner. And Martin's wedding planner has all this ridiculous stuff like chitlin loaf. Yeah. Which I had never heard of, and I didn't even know how to spell it, and I was, like, Googling it, and luckily C-H-I-T-L-I-N, it came C-H-I-T-L-I-N, apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking that they were saying, like, chitin or chitnin. Chitlins. Chitlin. Yeah. I had never heard of that. And, yeah, at the end of it, they say that, well, the woman is going to charge $20,000. Hustle Man's going to charge $19,000. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, because, like, Hustle Man's, like, there's a different episode where he's trying to sell Martin a wedding ring, and yeah. he's like, how do I know it's real? And he has him examine it and all this stuff, and then he's like, how much for it? Man, I'll give you two for three Gs. And Martin's like, three Gs? I'll give you $200. Hustle Man's like, sold. So, like, if Martin would have been like, I'll give you $500 for what you said for the wedding, he probably would have done it. Yeah, I mean, it was... Plastic flowers, the chitlin loaf, and did he show anything else? I mean, there was the porn video that that Gina's mom loved. (laughs) It it got her hot and bothered. Yeah, Hustle Man is like, I do honeymoons too. (laughs) This is the wrong video, but... Yeah, I I loved his his part. He, He was so great in that. Yeah. So, what was your most 90s thing? I don't know for this one, like... I guess that they would be doing all this stuff online at this point, like plotting all this stuff out. Even like ha- you, you might have a wedding planner where you're probably going through like all of it online. They're not doing it all in their house with it, with them with that. Yeah. I said that for how this would be different. I said they'd be using like Pinterest instead of wedding magazines and YouTube videos instead of VHS tapes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My most 90s thing was that small white TV with the built-in VCR. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, just the fact that he had a VHS with him. Yeah. Houseman had that. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, of course, is ridiculous now. And their blue leather couch. I think that blue leather couch is fine. (laughs) So I used to have a pink leather couch. It was technically Dusty Rose. And I wish I still had that couch, actually. It was very comfortable. But it just... (laughs) I felt like I needed to quote unquote upgrade. And so I have this microfiber one now that's gray and it's nowhere near as comfortable as that pink couch. Yeah. Who cares what people think? Be comfortable. It was bought by my parents in 1987. Nice. And when my dad found out I was selling it for $50, he was incredulous because I think he bought it for like 2000 Jesus. <laughs> Most ridiculous thing that no longer fits. We got there, and it would be different. We kind of mentioned that. Pinterest. Yeah. Different stuff. What do you have for your funniest scene? Oh, just with Hustle Man bringing in the porn <laughs> video and yeah. Gina's mom getting all excited. If you had been here earlier, you would have seen my video and realized, as I do, that fresh flowers are so much better. Do you see that? She's a professional, okay? She has her own video. Do she now? Well, guess what then? I guess it's our showtime. Hit it. Blam! That's right. I like this TV. It's kind of smooth, man. Oh, oh, big daddy. My bad. Long tape. 
But as y'all can see, I, I do honeymoons too. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't let that bother you. That, that was some beautiful art there, Hustle Man. Wasn't that beautiful? That was disgusting. <laughs> what movie was that? Mine was when he just like literally walks in with the grocery cart. <laughs> yeah, just full of stuff. This is my wedding planner. Hustle man. Come on in. So services change. You have a wedding planner. No, 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 no. Hustle man cannot be a wedding planner, Mark. Besides, we already have a wedding planner. You have yours, and I have mine. What was on the front of the grocery cart? I don't remember. It was like this piece of cardboard that I think had his picture on it. I mean, it looked like one of the signs that a homeless person has when they're trying to panhandle. Yeah. But it had like his picture and it had something written on it. I just don't know what it said because I was looking at the screen really small. It must not have been important. The other one that I like is when Martin, they're asking him about like getting a a band for the wedding. He's like, I'm just going to DJ. <laughs> and like, of course he would. He's that's literally his job. It'd yeah. be so easy to get someone to come in to just DJ for his wedding. Although he is on a talk radio station, isn't he? Right, but he still would be able to like get somebody yeah. in the business to to help him out. Instead, the other wedding <clears throat> planner brought Millie Vanilli of yeah. violins. <laughs> it's worth saying that the other wedding planner, Gina's wedding planner, is like this upper middle class white woman who talks you know, very fancy and you know, yeah. very proper but at the end she and uh, Hustle Man go out to get a drink together so yeah she calls him like handsome or something like that yeah. yeah yeah she wanted the wedding to be very elegant that was the word they kept using <clears throat> yeah <laughs> it's not gonna be <laughs> yeah at the end of it they just say that they're going to you know do a normal small wedding, not expensive, and <clears throat> Gina says that as long as Martin is next to her, then the wedding will be perfect. Yeah, and that seems to be you know a recurring thing for the show is their love to each other. <laughs> it's so sweet. Um, <clears throat> not a lot of the other side, not not as much Tommy and Cole in this one. I mean, they kind of talk at the beginning when they're sitting on the couch and. They're in that scene at the bar where Martin is talking about Gina, like, doing yeah. the wedding planning with her, her mom. Yeah, but it's mostly stuff with Martin, Gina, her mom, and Hustle Man. Yeah. And there's the stuff about, like, Martin complaining about the fact that he has to buy an engagement ring, a wedding ring, pay for the wedding, and what does he get out of it? <laughs> Gina's mom? Isn't that what Tommy I don't know. says? I didn't think so. Oh, I thought that he said something about getting Gina's mom out of the wedding. I don't think so. <laughs> I thought he said, like, congratulations. I guess. I don't remember. It's it's not worth me looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's that's Martin. That's our two episodes of it. Yeah. So, why don't we rate the show here as in just the overall overall thing, not each episode. So I watched a few episodes because I watched these two and then I watched the pilot just because I didn't remember that much about this show at all. And I wanted to have a little bit more context for who these people were and everything like that. And this show is still very funny. Like I remember liking it back when it aired or maybe it was in syndication, something like that. And, you know, it's still funny. I don't really like all of the characters that he does. Like, characters are never one of my favorite things about any sort of comedy like that. I know. Disappointing. I know. 
I mean, Shanae, I think is funny, but for the most part, like when I was watching him play his mom, I just wasn't that into it. So you didn't like the Nutty Professor movies? No, no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that's ex that's a very good example of the kind of thing that I don't like. So I did think it was funny though, and. I was tempted to watch more episodes. I just didn't have the time necessarily. So I'll probably give this one three and a half VHS tapes out of five. Okay. Uh, if it's not clear by now, I love Martin. <laughs> I think it's one of the best shows ever. I loved watching it. Uh, I know it was had to be in syndication. It was like the late 90s when I was watching it. But I remember watching the whole thing back then. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. Probably since like 2005, 2006. Somewhere around there is probably the last time I'd watched it. Um, and now I've probably watched like 10 to 12 episodes. And usually with this, I'm just watching the ones that we're doing. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going back to Parks and Rec or Scrubs or 30 Rock or the only other four shows that I watch. The Office. Um, yeah, the, the show is great. Martin Lawrence. I loved Martin Lawrence, like in the late nineties or two thousands. I watched like everything with him in it. Was he in bad boys? Yep. Bad okay. boys with Will Smith. I love bad boys. <laughs> that was like peak Will Smith time too. I don't like know if I ever saw it, but the scene where the kid like comes to take, I forget if it's Martin or Will's daughter. I think it's Martin Lawrence's. Yeah. His daughter out like on a date. And like they open the door and like they've got like their guns and they're just like grilling this kid is so fucking funny to me <laughs> because like I guess the actor didn't know that they were going to do all that and didn't know they had guns and stuff on them. Oh, <laughs> so he's like scared shitless, but he's just like so emotionless. It's it's so fucking <laughs> funny. I'm going to give the show four and a half stuffed Rottweilers out of five. Nice. Back. Oh, so good. <laughs> Ellie just got very confused by the noise you made. Dude, Ellie's losing her shit tonight. She's been so lonely today. Hi. We went to trivia before coming here. Oh, yeah. With every show, I like to do the bare minimal research to find tidbits about it that any other human being could find with even the most minimum effort. But now you don't even have to do that minimum effort because I'm going to read them off to you. Things that you can find on multiple lists and listicles. <laughs> things that are on the internet. I only read lists. If there is That's a long-form article, I'm skimming it at best. Katie's attention span in the three and a half years that I've... About three and a half years? Yeah. The three and a half years that no, I've known four. her. Four years that yeah. I've known her has just slowly declined. <laughs> it's just deteriorating into nothing. If you can't fit it onto a Snapchat, like, snap. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm old. Then, <laughs> then she's not watching it. No. Uh, okay. Fifteen seconds or less. <laughs> and even then, I might skip through the through it. I've seen it. <laughs> um, so, Tisha Campbell, in one of the episodes, a variety show episode in 1993, she sang a song called "Push." She actually released that single in in the world. No. <laughs> in that year, she was a singer. Um, and she and T'China were together in the, sh in the show, in the movie, Little Shop of Horrors. Is that how you say her name? T'China. Oh. I said T'China. I don't know. I'm not her. <laughs> I'm going to China. 
Tachina probably is right. Uh, I guess I could look at how how does Wikipedia say it's said. Let's look this up, huh? Eddie. How are you not gonna give me the? I don't know if they usually do pronunciation. Wikipedia has like the pronounce how to pronounce to China. I don't know. Tashina Arnold. Tashina. We were both wrong. <laughs> well, I feel dumb. <laughs> Tashina. Tashina and Tisha. 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 Don't know anymore. Tisha. <laughs> Tisha were in Little Shop of Horrors together. They were part of a singing trio uh, in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's some other musical related stuff with the show. Kid, Christopher Kid. I uh, don't remember his last name. From Kid and Play. He was in an episode, and both Martin and Tisha were in House Party. Uh, on the episode that Kid was on, he was matched up with Shanene uh, through, like, the radio show and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there's an episode where Martin is, like, boxing, and he gets beaten up pretty badly. But in reality, uh, Martin Lawrence is almost a boxer. He was a Golden Gloves boxer as a teenager, and a teacher kind of pushed him towards comedy because he, like... Boxing and comedy got pushed towards that. Jeez. Uh, for seasons four and five, the R&B group Take Six did the theme song. I pride myself on knowing a lot of R&B groups. I don't know who Take Six is, and I didn't <laughs> look it up. Yeah, I've never heard of them either. Uh, I talked about Garrett Morris already, who played Stan and was on SNL. Also on the Jamie Foxx show and Two Broke Girls. Uh, <clears throat> on on SNL, one of his uh, recurring things was being on Weekend Update, and he was the news for the hard of hearing translator, which basically he repeated what they said but screamed it. <laughs> they said Tracy Morgan, it was his big break, his big his screen debut. One of my favorites, just kind of recurring things with Hustleman, is he's got a dog that he dresses up as a rapper. And even when Martin has his show, like he brings the dog on it. Oh, and really? It's useless. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. What do kind anything. of a dog is it? Oh, I don't know. It's a little it's A little, a little dog. one? Yeah. All dogs are just bigger little dogs to me. <laughs> I was picturing the Rottweiler, the stuffed Rottweiler, so yeah. little dog helps me with my visual. The show may have popularized the phrase, talk to the hand. Oh. Yeah. How uh, many times did I say that in the 90s? I don't know. Uh, the show has been referenced in recent times by a lot of... Rappers and R&B artists, people such as Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper, among others. Big Sean made a video recreating the show that even had Martin Lawrence uh, cameo in it. And Martin Lawrence was once banned from NBC for a, a while uh, oh. because he hosted SNL and in his monologue he told too many sex jokes. And then he apologized and you know the ban has been lifted. A few just random facts about him. He was named after Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy. His middle name is Fitzgerald. Uh, his father left him when he was eight. Aww. He was an army brat as a child, and Richard Pryor was his comedic inspiration. Richard Pryor is my favorite comedian. <laughs> and I believe, lastly, there were well, some have... issues on the show, at least at the end. 
Yeah, so in 1997, which is when the series was ending. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit, I'm not totally sure on the timeline, but Tisha Campbell filed a lawsuit against Martin Lawrence. She was claiming sexual harassment and verbal and physical assaults. And as a result, she didn't appear in most of season five. And any episodes that she was on, she didn't interact with Martin Lawrence at all, which is weird because they were married in the show, right? Yeah, she demanded that he not be on the set at the same time as her. Yeah. Because I guess in real life, like, Martin Lawrence, like, kind of fell for her. Oh, really? And, like, loved her. And she was marrying someone else. And so he (laughs) did shitty things. Interesting. Yeah, and they used the explanation that Gina was, like, quote-unquote, out on business for a lot of the reasons why she, like, wasn't in the same scenes. And there's an episode where they go on, like, a boat trip, and they say that she missed the boat. (laughs) But, yeah, in the series finale, they were both on the show, but they just, like, kept entering and exiting the scenes at different times so that they wouldn't ever be on camera at the same time. Yeah. However, it seems like they have reconciled. Yes. And they were seen at a restaurant together with Tashina talking about a potential reboot of the show. Yes. Which I didn't know there was going to be a reboot of the show until literally this morning. (laughs) And I was like, what? Yes. Who's going to be Tommy? Answer. No one. Yeah. Which is the right way to do it because they said Tommy Ford passed away. So yeah, they don't have any like timing or anything like that. I don't think there's a network, but they're (laughs) working on something, I guess. Just very vague reboot rumors, like a lot of the shows that we talked about. And I actually did the math. We are now at more than 50% of the shows that we've talked about have a reboot, at least like rumor. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm excited for maybe like three of them. This is one. (laughs) If they were to reboot Freaks and Geeks, no, I wouldn't be excited for that one. No, you said you didn't want Freaks and Geeks. (laughs) I guess this one... I'm excited for Will the Sabrina. Grace. Will and Grace I was excited for. Yeah. We haven't talked about Sabrina yet, have we? We I did mean, Sabrina and Teenage Witch. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did Sabrina. Wait, I'm thinking of Clarissa. We haven't oh, done yeah. Clarissa experience no. at all. Okay. But Clarissa has a reboot too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll get there. That's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a it's a good show. One that maybe I'll go back and watch a few more episodes of. I highly recommend if you've never watched Martin, do it. If you haven't watched Martin, you probably haven't listened this far. (laughs) And that's fair. But if for some godforsaken reason you have, go go watch it. It's great. Yeah, and the episodes aren't streaming anywhere other than Daily Motion is how we watch them. You can buy them off Amazon, which I might do. (laughs) Nice. As we wrap up here, Katie's got uh, Katie's got some mail. Yes. So we received an email through our website, which doesn't happen very often. And I think maybe some people don't actually know about it. There's a form on our website that you can fill out in order to send us email directly. And if you don't want to just send us an email at tfgifpodcast at gmail.com. I'm some of those people that didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and this email is from Amy. 
She says, hi, Katie and Drew. First, I want to say that I love your podcast. (laughs) I get so excited when I see a new episode is available. Second, I love all of the Michigan references because I am also from Michigan. Go blue. Actually, I don't care. I don't give a shit about college sports, but it's something you say, I guess. When Drew said he went to Chippewa Valley, I got what was probably too excited. I grew up in Armada and then Fraser. I went to Dakota. I was in the Chippewa Valley School District. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Dakota was a high school within Chippewa Valley. There was Dakota High School, Chippewa Valley High School. I went to Dakota. Go Cougars. <laughs> okay. You guys have covered some of my favorite shows already, but I can't wait for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Hey Arnold would be great too since they just did a movie last year. Well, Amy, you're in luck because the next episode we're going to do is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which terrifies me. <laughs> yes. Drew is very scared. I, I'll i be fine. But, like, I don't know. I just remember it being, creeping me out as a kid, which I'm sure it did because I'm a big wuss. And uh, I just don't like scary stuff. <laughs> But our friend Sarah, who was on our Double Dare episode, is going to join us for that one because I'm pretty sure Are You Afraid of the Dark is like one of her all-time favorite shows. It seems like it. Yeah, I I assume that's like her favorite. Actually, I think American Horror Story is probably her favorite show. Probably. Sarah is all about horror. You can follow her on Instagram (laughs) on Take on Horror. Don't have Instagram. Don't know. Yeah, Take on Horror on Instagram. And she just posts a bunch of horror stuff. Every time you say that, I keep thinking you say horror stuff. <laughs> she probably wants to horror stuff. Horror. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for the email. And thank yes, you for thank being you, from Michigan. I'm sure it wasn't your choice. Your parents just had you. But <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. And when Sarah picks the episodes that we'll talk about, I'll post those on Twitter and Instagram at TFGIF Podcast. Yep. Uh, we are actually going to take a week break on purpose this time <laughs> uh, as I go back to Michigan to go to my sister's wedding. And uh, rather than cram a whole bunch of stuff in at once, we're going to not because this is a hobby. And that's it. <laughs> and life. Yeah. <laughs> life yeah. happens. <laughs> Pretty much. And right now we're just planning ahead for that. Yeah. But... In the meantime, you can listen to any of the episodes we've got, and if you like them, you can leave us a rating, a review, all of the above. Sometimes we'll read some of them. I'm going to do that right now. (laughs) This one says, only 90s kids remember. That's a meme. Oh, this podcast hits me right in the nostalgia feels. Drew and Katie dissect episodes from the shows of the greatest generation of TV, the 90s. Before I finish, I can't... It's not. It's not. <laughs> no. I I think it is. No, the like the late two thousands to twenty to like now. I mean, yeah, right now TV is great, but there's no nostalgia associated with that yet. Sure, there is. I am very nostalgic thinking about Breaking Bad. Oh, I never finished it. God, I just don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> Breaking Bad's the greatest TV show that's ever existed, followed by Scrubs. <sighs> Scrubs probably isn't, but it's <laughs> shut up. You're telling yourself to shut up. (laughs) I could hear you. (laughs) Their in-depth discussion from Must See TV and TGIF, fun fact, I don't know which shows were on what, are interesting, and it's fun to look back at my favorite shows with adult eyes. Hashtag LadyPodSquad. 
I'm not really included there. Katie doesn't <laughs> let me do parts of that stuff. This is from Something Cheeky, which memory. An hour and a half ago, Katie told me what this was. <laughs> Six Degrees of Wiki. Yes. Yes. Another podcast. So they do a podcast where they, it's two sisters and... Is it sister, sister, sisters? <laughs> no, they're just two sisters. Are they twins? Nope. Okay. <laughs> and they take disconnected subjects from Wikipedia and find what the common denominator is and try to guess what that is. So they take turns doing that. So do they each come with a thing and they have to find a way to connect them? No. So like they'll take where they left off last week and then talk about where they're going to. And then the other person tries to guess what's in between. Oh my gosh. My dog is just snorting all over the place. So I'm sorry if you hear that. If you can, please leave us... Oh, my God. I've had a splitting headache all day, and I'm just trying to fight through it. Please leave (laughs) us a review, a rating on iTunes. Other places, I'm sure, have it. Wherever. Yeah. Wherever you listen. (laughs) Subscribe. Yeah. One fun thing about me, I don't really listen to podcasts, so I don't know. (laughs) I need to work on that. Getting me to listen to podcasts? Yeah. I just like music. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Or you can also follow us on social media at TFGIF Podcast on everything. Yep. And until two Fridays from now. Bye. bye.